Welcome to the Blind Stigma Podcast with your hosts, Stacey Ann Buchanan and Dr. Natasha Williams. This podcast aims to provide a safe space that explores mental health within the Black community, breaks down the stigmas attached while taking back our narratives. Welcome to the Blind Stigma Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I am your host, Dr. Natasha Williams. And I am Stacey Ann Buchanan. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. So, you know, all of our episodes have been amazing episodes, but we have a great one for you today. So today our guest is Sanaj Marie. So she is a social entrepreneur, cultural arts ambassador, dancer and founder of Afiwi Groove School in Ajax. Her story started in Jamaica, where she was introduced to dance as an art form to express empower and inspire herself from her everyday struggles growing up in the ghetto. She migrated to Canada at the age of 14 where she was introduced to African dancing and drumming. By 21, Sanaj was formally trained by renowned artists and performed locally and internationally in Cuba, Haiti, Guyana, Ghana, and Trinidad and Tobago. Established in 2013, the AFWIWI program promotes positive self-esteem, confidence, and an active lifestyle while educating and connecting participants to arts and culture of the African diaspora. Wow. 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 This is going to be an amazing, an amazing, an amazing episode. Listen, just just get ready. Have a nice sunflower with you when you're listening to this, and you'll see why. I saw the perfect quote that um, goes for Sinaj, and it's, it's also an, an affirmation that I personally have. And it says, did you heal or did you force yourself to forget? Oh, oh, that's power. That is truth to I, power. I ask myself that question probably once every three months because I can't ask myself that every day. Right. You know, and um, just 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 looking back because we all know healing is not linear, right? And it goes in waves and back yes. and forth. And so um, as I'm on this healing journey, I have to check in with myself mm-hmm. just so that I remember parts and whatever parts that I remember that come up on that healing journey did I heal from that or did I just force myself to forget? Oh, I think that's such a brilliant quote. So with that, let's dive into let's, our episode. Let's go. Right. So Naj, thank you for joining us today. All right. Thank you so much, uh, ladies, for, for having me. Excellent. Thank you again for your time and for the space that you've provided for us. So what we'll, what we will do is we're just going to dive right in. Um, you know, we're, we're going to we're going to make sure that we you know we get all of the, the great information. So what we want to start off with is, can you please tell our audience, tell us a little bit about your story and we keep it general so that we can, um, you know, so that we can at least get, you know, get some of the basic information about your own story, your own journey with mental health. Oh, wow. Um, Not since we have enough time. (laughs) (laughs) We may may ask for the Coles Notes version, but that's that's okay. I mean, I think that, you know, our audience would just love to hear, you know, as much of your story as we can. Okay, for sure, definitely. So uh, my story started on the island of Jamaica. Um, Actually, my, you know, my 
government name is not Sanaj. It's a name that uh, was given to, that I created for myself. Mm. Uh, so Sana is Swahili for beautiful work of art. And the J at the end stands for Jamaica, where my story oh, started. Okay. Wow. Nice. Okay. And Marie is uh, the name of a mad woman um, in Jamaica or someone who was mentally ill in our community. Oh, and okay. my family decided to uh, name me after her because they thought, according to them, I was acting mad or crazy. Wow. So it, was, it, it became a joke. Um, and they just started to call me Mad Marie from the age of five. Oh, my wow. goodness. And that, um, and that already sets the foundation for a lot of things, right? If, the, if you're being named for that. Right. I mean, it did not make me feel good. You know, I was a bit confused as to why they were naming after a mental ill woman with a community who just like, walk around oh, naked oh, and scared. So now we're having a bit of a... We're... Oh. Ooh, sorry, Sanaj. I'm not too sure where that's coming from. Oh, um... Is it my sound? It, yeah. It, it might, yeah, the, yeah, there's something going on with the sound. No, can we, Sanaj, can we hear you now? Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, I yes. can hear you so clear. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So I'll just put you on speaker. Okay, okay. so. Um, okay, Sanaj, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to restart everything just because uh, we just had that, or no? Yeah, no, we'll, we'll have to start. Because we just had this loud noise that sounded like an ambulance when you were speaking, and it just cut off oh. a lot of what, yeah, yeah it yeah. wasn't on your end. So if you don't mind, we're just going to restart again. Is that okay with you? That's okay with me if you guys have time, sure. Yeah, no, we, sure. we'll, we'll make sure. So, yeah, it sounded like there was either like an ambulance or a loud sound, so it muffled anything that you had just said, unfortunately. So we're going to start again, and then we will we will dive right in, okay? So we're going to do our introduction, and then we'll work from there, okay? okay. So. All right. Sounds all good. All right. Yes. Let's do this. Yes. All right. So. Welcome to the Blind Stigma Podcast. I am Dr. Natasha Williams. And I'm Stacey Ann Buchanan. Thank you so much for joining us today. So today we have Sanaj with us. So hello, Sanaj. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. All right. So usually what we'll do, we're going to dive right in. So why don't we start with, you know, if you can tell us your story and your journey with mental health. For sure. Um, you know, I'm not sure how much time we have for my story, but I, I'll try and give you the, the summary and, you know, <laughs> maybe one day I'll write a book. Yay, <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> So my name is Sanaj Marie. Uh, I was not uh, born with that name. I uh, gave myself that name, and I'll tell you why uh, mm. shortly. So Sana uh, is a Swahili word for beautiful work of art. The mm. so J is uh, it stands for Jamaica, where my story started. Wow. And uh, Marie is a name that was given to me at around age five, as um, it was a family joke. There was a mentally ill woman in my community um, in Jamaica, Mountain View, Blackbush. Stand up. She was mentally ill, and you know, whenever she would pass by the yard, um, you know, my family would laugh. You know, mm. and uh, according to them, they said I'd be, I was acting like her at that age. And uh, today, I embrace that name uh, because. Ooh. 
up the journey, you know, um, and also to represent her and also to be the person who changes her story. Mm, Oh, my goodness. That sounds so powerful. (laughs) Thank you. I mean... As I said, it's a name. Whenever I was called that name, it, it did not bring a good feeling to me. I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel valued um, for my family to call me or name me after a mentally ill woman. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to change um, her story and, and put it in mine. And so why did they call me that? It's not until three years ago when I was uh, diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. That's when I started to understand my journey um, and why they called me Mad Marie. Mm. So at the age of five uh, in Jamaica, I was sexually molested by a family member uh, who, you know, was left in their care uh, repeatedly. Um, and just like Maya Angelou, you know how she was muted. I became muted as well. I my body went into shock. You know, as you know, I'm a young, still a baby almost. Mm-hmm. And knowing that the feelings and the experiences I was going through was wrong, mm-hmm. and I did not know then how to use my voice. I felt like that was taken away from me. Absolutely. And so, yeah. And so I I, I became muted and I would uh, disassociate mm, I see that's where disassociation came from um, I would and for those who don't know what it is I would daydream all the time we had a big mango tree in the yard and every day after school I would sit in the mango tree and just rock and just rock oh, and smile um, on the weekend every chance I get it, I was, I'm under the mango tree, and my family would laugh and be like, what's wrong with she, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is she under the mango tree rocking? Why is she walking around just smiling? And they did not know that in my head I was creating my own world. That's you know, it. The world wow. that, That's it. The a world safe space. Right. Yes. Right. I felt very safe in my daydreaming and my made-up world. Um at that time as well, I already had felt rejected because I did not know who my uh, father is. I see. Um, at that time, at this time as well, my mother uh, she had left me to for my 16 year old sister to raise me uh, for economical reasons, and you know I don't um, something I've forgiven her for. Mm-hmm. So here I am raising myself pretty much because my sister, who is 16, already had a child and she wow. didn't have time for really. So it's pretty much raised in a tenement yard. You guys know what a tenement yard is. Yes. Um, you know, mm-hmm. big, big yard in Jamaica with different houses. Yes. Uh, everybody lived together. And right. um, I was fed and I had shelter, but in terms of someone really raising me and protecting me, that was between me and God. Right. And so uh, a family member of mine, and what made it even messed up is um, he, it was a twin, twin cousins. And so I still till today don't know which one of the twins uh, molested me. But um, years later, um, I just found out actually last year that uh, he got arrested for molesting his own daughter. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Um, wow. It's something that the family has not confronted him about right um, but long story short that 
has really impacted me throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Um, always being told, you know, you're a pretty girl, but something is off. Or you're such a great person, oh, but you're weird. Yes. Um, and those from, kind of messages being fed to you constantly can have definitely a negative impact. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. And, you know, the, the attention that I got too, you know, and I kind of have a love-hate relationship with Jamaica, you know, anything to do with Jamaica, the culture, the food, yes, I love. But it's very hard for me to, to associate myself. And I know Jamaica is not <laughs> the country itself. I shouldn't blame for what has, has happened to me. Mm-hmm. But I've seen so many things happen to young girls and nothing being done about it. Right. And mm-hmm. so while I was growing up, it was very hard for me to trust anyone. majority of the attention I got was sexual mm-hmm. from grown men. <laughs> you know, from yes. going to the dentist to uncle this, cousin that, you know. Um, and again, I felt it was normal eventually. Right. Um, and I said nothing. And so my worth at that time was equated to sexual attention. You know, the, the more, the sexier I looked, you know, the prettier I looked, the better. Um, and also not having a dad. You know, I know here Stacy talk about her dad all the time and I smile. Just having a dad to affirm me growing up also impacted me. And so when it came to social circles, you know, when I migrated to Canada, same thing. You know, I, I wasn't sure about who I am as a young black girl coming from Jamaica. Um, I tend to stick to myself. I don't go out much. Social um, events are very awkward for me. I'm not sure how to socialize. Right. I do have a big mouth on social media. Though, <laughs> but if you should meet me in person, you'll probably think she is stuck up or, you know, she's socially awkward. Right, right. Oh <laughs> because it, it's not easy. Um, and that's because of the, the personality disorder. Um, so three years ago, I had a, a big meltdown. I was in a very bad relationship that triggered. And as you know, when you don't heal your childhood traumas and wounds, yes. <laughs> Getting into yes. relationships, and not just relationships, but friendships, to reflect, you know, the areas in which you need to heal. So I was going through that, uh, and at the same time, going through friendship breakdown. And oh. that's been a constant theme all my life. Oh, okay. You know, people may ask, what is borderline personality disorder? When, <laughs> when someone told me, um, and she told me in a very rude way, she's like, I think you have B- BBT. I'm like, yeah. B, um, B, B, P, A, A, sorry, I'm nervous. No, please, yes. She, she was like, something is wrong with you, and I think it's borderline personality disorder. Um, I'm like, what is that? And, you know, I went and I researched it. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, like everything, you know, in terms of the symptoms of stuff that we do was on point. And I was like, wow. So that's when I became, um, I went to Durham Region Mental Health, Durham Mental Health. Okay. And I checked much shut myself in. I told them I needed help um, because at this point my emotions were out of control. Wow. Um, anger, par- paranoia. It's like feeling like you're standing up, but someone's constantly pulling the rug from underneath your feet. Yeah. That's how it, it's been 33 years of living my life life like that. Wow. Wow. You know, 
feeling like you're in a dark place and the walls are closing in, mm -hmm. you know, and people would be like, what's wrong with you? Something so small, you make so big. <laughs> So but for, it, but it's know, different. It's different. It just it, some some people may think that they they see it as something small, but it doesn't mean that you see it in the same way, and you're going to react in the same way. Right. Um, my family uh, labeled it as um, bipolar. It's very similar to bipolar disorder, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sanaj, um, Sanaj, can you give the audience for those that are listening that may not know? what bpd means could you give could you give a little um just a, um, a mini explanation as to what it is so i can definitely i i can give the medical term you know i am still researching uh because i was recently diagnosed but yeah. i can give you know my own understanding of it of mm. uh, so a borderline personality disorder um it's, it's a mental illness and it uh comes with um mood swings you know, one moment, you know, I can be super calm and, and happy. And the next moment, I'm paranoid because someone said, why you wear the pink shirt when the blue shirt could look better on you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. You know, we, we struggle with moods a lot. We struggle with self-image. Yes. Um, wow. um, you know, sometimes you meet folks who every, every minute they change up their hair. For me, it's what type of personality I want to have? Do I want to be an alpha female? Do I want to be sweet, soft, and spiritual sonage? Do I, you know, constantly, constantly questioning who am I in this world and what's the image of them am I putting out there? Um, behavior, um, often being misunderstood, yes. you know, um. trying to communicate but the way in which you want the message to come across others may it as being rude um, um, not knowing that it's anxiety that's underneath the words and your mind is I moving faster that. than your mouth that. yep the thoughts in your head they're racing and you're trying to say them all and it's and it could come across as rude because you're you're forcing i i get it that part <laughs> yes. i understand 100 percent. yeah so with borderline it you're going through anxiety and depression at the same time um, you're impulsive, you know, um, no. just it, it, irrational sometimes. Um, in terms of relationships, you can't, <laughs> you know, not just romantic relationships, but friendship as well. Yeah. They don't last long, you know, and it is funny, like last month, uh, it just ended a 17-year relationship with my best friend, you know. Um, uh -huh. Well, she said she doesn't want to be friends with me anymore, but anyway... Um, but it, it's all of that in one, you know, you don't know if you're coming or you're going, um, constantly crying and people are like, what the heck are you crying for? Yeah, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah. Um, but again, it's hard so to regulate, it's hard to regulate your emotions. Emotions. That's part, that's, that's part of that's borderline. The that's the word, emotional regu regulation. Having, dysregulation. Wow. Yes. So I have been challenging, re regulating my thoughts and my emotions. Yeah. And it's, a lot of people, it's, it, you know, when people walk away from people who have uh, BPD, it's, you can't really blame them sometimes because we can be very intense. Mm -hmm. And that's the yeah. word that used to describe me. Um, not a lot of people are equipped uh, to handle us. And so it can damage relationships, Understood. you know. Understood. Understood. Where, where um, would you say, uh, sorry, Sanaj, but where would you say you are right now? 
I am in awareness. Oh, I love okay. that word. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I wasn't well, expecting that word. Honest, I love that. That's my honest answer. I can't say that I am, have totally been able to control it. You know, mm. when my psychologist told me that it's something that does not go away, but it's something that I have to live with for the rest of my life, I went into depression. Mm. You know, um, so where I'm at, I'm still on medication. Okay. Um, at first, I was very sad, you know, and I get angry as well as to why do I need to take pills to feel normal or to be able to think clearly. Right. Um, so medication and um, DBT, dialectical uh, therapy. Oh, DBT, okay, yes, dialectical yes, behavioral, behavioral therapy. 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 Wow. Yes, okay. that's the main so, therapy for, for borderline, yes. Okay, okay. Yes, it is. So, um I was getting DBT before COVID, and then I had a, an amazing therapist, and then she she uh, changed jobs. So okay. it's been a challenge trying to find um, a therapy. Yes. Um, like the waiting lists are long for the free services. That's right. Um, and so I am reading books. <laughs> right. I'm still taking my medication. Um, but not just that, you know, having... Um, uh, a ritual, you know, meditation, journaling, uh, working out, okay, uh, eating, you know, good. Um, all of those things also contribute uh, to if I'm going to have a good day or not. Yeah, I can have a slice of pizza on Friday, and it affects my mood <laughs> the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Sinaj, you know? on, on, the, on the tip of that, what, how, how do you think we can change the stigma in the black community on mental illness? How can we change the stigma? stigma? Um, I would say being more understanding. Um, yes, true. I feel we are always quick to judge and to assume that, you know, the person is putting on a show because they want attention. And don't get me wrong, there are times when, you know, we, we develop certain habits, you yeah. know, for me, where I can be manipulative emotionally because right. I want, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a manipulated person, but when I'm in crisis or close to, um, we know, you know, but at the same time, not taking it personal. That's Absolutely. It. That's it. And, and it's hard for people. It is definitely hard for people not to take it personally. But for some reason, if they do, that's where, um, I know in borderline, you call it splitting. You know, like, yeah. you know, so that, that splitting phenomenon, that's where the, the difficulty we relationships split. arise. Oh, my mm. God. I have the biggest smile on my face right now because you understand. I do. I do. Uh, she speaks your language. <laughs> Dr. Tanasha. Natasha, <laughs> love that. Not yeah. a lot of people. So there is um, splitting. So one moment is I could, you know, hang out with Stacey and I go home and I'm like, oh my gosh, I met the most amazing woman ever. Her name is Stacy. Like, I can't stop talking about Stacy. Like, I have this intense <laughs> feeling about how amazing Stacy Ann is. All right. And then uh, maybe a week from now, I call Stacy and she don't return my call. She blow me off. And I'm like, can you believe who she thinks she is? Did it, did it, did it. Right. <laughs> right. She thinks she's this big influencer. Yeah. She don't have time for people like me. Right. Right. Poor me, poor me, poor me. <laughs> Poor me, but I'm probably up on silent, right, and I didn't even right. hear it. Poor me. <laughs> right, so that is what 
backslidden is. Yes, it is. There is no middle ground for people with borderline personality disorder. Yeah. It's either we're extremely right or left, right or wrong, hot or cold. Right. Yes. Um, and then we go into borderline rage. Yes. Um, which is we get so angry if someone pisses us off. We get very angry. You know, if we get into a fight with someone, it can take days or weeks to calm oh, down. Yes. My ex-best friend and I got into a fight um, in September, and I'm now just calming down yep. based wow. on the stuff that she told me. And it's hurtful, too, because with, when you have borderline, you, you it's a gift and a curse. It's a gift in the sense that your intuition is very high, you're intuitive, and that is also how I'm able to be successful in certain areas of my life. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you're feeling the hurt, you feel it very, very deeply, deeply. And, more, very deeply. Mm-hmm. and more deeply than others. We're highly sensitive. Right, um, right. I read something the other day, and it says when you have borderline uh, personality disorder, it's like the, the way we feel is like someone who is uh, has third-degree burn. Oh, my goodness. That's, oh, that's yeah. a good analogy. Ooh, and that's on that exactly. analogy, Sinaj, like we actually... It, emotional pain uh-huh. yeah it's not just about being emotional like you actually feel it and you feel like you're gonna die you know oh um so and Understood. yeah so we that's, have, that's yeah. where and yeah sanaj we have one more question before we go because i know we appreciate your time so much and it's a, this is this is a fun question Okay, so um, this I this question came about because one day I was at the water cooler and I saw a sign that says take one thing for your mental health and it had different words there and you just have to rip off a word that you feel that you need for today. And and I'm just and I decided to apply it to the podcast and I wanted to know what is one word that you can use to sum up your mental health journey? Wow. One word, one word, not just one word. (laughs) Only one word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That I can use to sum up my mental health journey. Yes. yes. I would say Oshun. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so Oshun. Oshun. So you know what? Just for our listeners, please, uh, just can you elaborate just for a minute? What does Oshun mean? So for me, Ashun, um, it's she's an Orisha or we call it deity, deity. Deity. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, originally from Nigeria, um, Cuba, and in the Caribbean, um, Ashun is celebrated and, and spoken about. So she is um, an Orisha goddess, a spiritual goddess um, who has been through so much in life, so much hurt, trauma. And um, she is the goddess of uh, water. Uh, she is the goddess of all things beautiful. Mm. And she was able to turn her life around. Beautiful. Even through her pain, she was still able to show the world beauty. Amen. And oh. I feel that's where I'm at oh. right now in terms of my mental health journey. Mm-hmm. I don't want to share my story as if I'm a victim and this happened to me, but more from a, um, an empowered lens. Oh my and uh, when I think of Oshun, I, I think, I, I call myself, I tell myself that I am one of her daughters. Of oh. course. Of course. Uh, yes. And, 
you know, part, as I said, my therapist, he told me to write a book because even though I've been through all of these experiences, I was still able to, to turn my pain into power mm. and use it to, you know, develop my school, a Sui Guru school, uh, to work. Now I work with young people. Um, I work at a youth shelter now, you know, and it's just a shun. I know that when I call on her energy, mm. I, I am fine. Mm. And on that note, oh my goodness! On that note, we. Sinaj, thank yes. you, thank, thank you, you so much. That was a word. If if you listeners, if you don't think that wasn't a word, that was a word. So, yes. Sinaj, I thank you so much. I thank you for blessing us with your time, with your energy. And using your pain for purpose. I love that. And I'm so glad that you are, you know, sharing your story, but then also sharing your gifts and your talents with others. So we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much, beautiful Shanaj, Mari, Oshon. Thank you. You've reached the end of another episode of the Blind Stigma Podcast with your hosts, Stacey Ann Buchanan and Dr. Natasha Williams. Thank you for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener and you like the show, then please subscribe, rate, and review us on all the major podcast platforms. Don't forget to connect with us on social media at The Blind Stigma and join the conversation. Find out more about each guest and help us to change the stigma while taking back our narratives. This podcast is produced by What's Up Toronto and Stacey Ann Buchanan Productions.